0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Reality 2.0. I'm Catherine Druckman. Today we have Doc Searles and Sean Powers and Kyle Rankin. We have four of us today, so um, hopefully we'll make up for the little break we took between episodes while I was traveling and Doc was busy and things were happening. Uh, but in the meantime, we, we have tons to talk about, I'm sure. I'm sure, confident. Uh, but in the meantime, also, please visit us at reality2cast.com because there is where you will find all of the links that I suspect we're going to drop throughout the show. And you will sign up for our newsletter that we occasionally send out. And when we do, it's really good, I promise. So uh, yeah, do all that. And thank you, Sean and Kyle for joining us today. We've missed you. It's been I don't know, a few weeks, probably, since we've talked to you last. Maybe yeah, even but a few I mean, months. I can't. Time has no meaning anymore. It's only well, been a, s- it's
1: only been a day or two since I've talked to you, Catherine.
0: That's true. It's been like a handful yeah. of days because we.
2: And I mean, were at you, scale. you saw me.
0: I did see you. I carried around your head for days.
2: Yeah. So yeah, Kyle yeah. and I were at scale. You yeah, we should stop right there. That's the perfect ending to the podcast. Yeah. That's yeah, carry it. Around done. Sean's head. For <laughs> <laughs> it's very Game of Thrones like.
0: So Kyle and I were at scale. Sean and Doc were not, and we were very sad about that. Um, but we did at least have a giant cardboard version of, uh, Sean's head to carry around, which a few people actually saw and took pictures with, and, and we had a lot of fun with that. But yeah, if it, for anyone who, who was at scale, good for you and everyone who wasn't at scale, you should go to scale because it's a lot of fun and it's very low key. And I'm going to put this out there. So I hadn't been to a conference. That's not true. I, I spoke at a conference in May of last year. Other than that, I hadn't been to a conference since, um, I was at a small one in October, I think, of 2019. And then I was at DEF CON in 2019. So really, yeah, it was 2019 was the last time I really went to conferences. And it's it's really weird to go to one when you haven't been in a long time, especially when you're not used to being a lot around a lot of crowds. I... And I love going to conferences. I love talking to every single person. I love checking out every single expo hall booth, going to all the sessions. I love all of it. But it was weird for me to get back to. And this one, I will say, was a very nice reintroduction to going to conferences. This is a good place to kind of get back in, the, get back on the saddle, as they say.
2: And you um, had Kyle and you had Bill. And we it had was, Kyle and Bill yeah. and
0: people I know. And it was great. That, well, and,
2: That always makes and, it better. It, 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 Did the they have is, a...
3: Did they have a uh, bull to ride? Because the first time I saw you ever was riding (laughs) a bull. I didn't actually ride a mechanical
0: bull. Yeah, that is true. The first time I met Doc, I was riding. No, I was riding a mechanical bull for a few seconds. It was a hard drive. Maybe. It was a mechanical (laughs) hard drive. It was was an actual mechanical bull. Dressed as a hard drive. (laughs) I still have the t-shirt I got for getting on the thing uh, somewhere. I found it the other day. I was like, oh my God, this is the shirt. Um, Yeah, I wrote it. I promptly, it, it started, I mounted it. This is before I was a, an extreme athlete, by the way. So I was wildly out of shape, kind of like now. Um, so I get on the thing and they start it and I promptly immediately slide off. <laughs> it was terrible. Doc has video, I think. The which I don't think I have shown. video for that. I, it, it, you it's did? Burned in my me- it's burned in my memory.
3: I have you that for definitely had sure.
0: the video. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was super awkward, and but also fun. Uh, was I, was, cool. I actually yeah. sent, I tried cool. a mechanical bull later, a few years later, when I was playing roller derby and I was super strong and I was like, yes, this is the time I will, I will conquer the mechanical bull. No, I did not. I maybe <laughs> lasted a half a second longer. I don't know, but I slid off pretty, pretty soon. Um, those are much more difficult than they look. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kyle had some thoughts. Oh, no, I was I just
1: going to say like, your my scale experience is somewhat similar to yours where um, the last conference I went to pre-COVID was scale. And it was sort of mm. weird because scale is traditionally in the spring. And so they announced like they always announce scale sort of the same time every year. And I was speaking and signed up to go and everything. And it was like the February of 2020 era, right when things were starting to get kind of sketchy. But it wasn't a hundred percent sketchy yet. There was no lockdowns yet. It was basically like a week maybe two weeks before things really started locking down anywhere, but it was already, everyone's like, man, I don't know if I should go. This is kind of weird. So, so like it was, it was like mask central there. I mean, everyone was like, you know, fully like locked down, masked up kind of, kind of situation, even then. Um, And yeah. And so then after that, everything happened. And then I didn't go to another conference. I mean, I, I did one virtual conference, um, but yeah. other than that, I didn't go anywhere until the next scale that they had in person, which was this past summer, just because they had to reschedule it. So mm-hmm. it was basically, it's just been, been for me, the last one was scale, then scale, and then this scale. And that's more or less it yeah. for me as far as physical conferences go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That last scale uh, before everything got locked down, I was supposed to go. I had a hotel and a flight and, and I, I registered and everything. And like the week before, I got this really bad sinus infection. It was not COVID because I didn't have any of the like fever or anything. It was definitely a sinus infection. It was something I always get around that time of year. Um, but I thought, well, you know, this was when things were just starting to get pretty ugly. Mm. And I thought if I tried to get on a plane <laughs> coughing, I was going to get tossed yeah, off. This I, was listen, back I... when, okay.
3: <clears throat> yeah, guys. Yeah,
0: exactly. In, in March of 2020 or even February of 2020, I remember there was a big. Um, stink because a local restaurant in houston posted a sign that said we will you know if you cough or sneeze like if if you do any of these things that indicate you might be sick we will ask you to leave and people lost their minds over that i thought well that seems like kind of makes sense to me but um it was a bit extreme at the time yeah it was hard for people to deal with and and i just thought in, in this climate with everybody so nervous i'd better just stay home
1: well as far as conferences you could have chosen to go to for your first in person after everything or close to that close to first one scale was is a good choice. It's always a great choice.
0: Yeah, it is a good choice and it was and, and, and it's very people are very respectful of the fact that I wanted to keep a mask on and that's mm-hmm. not always the case where you know depending on where you are in the world right right now, people might you know give you give you an ugly glare or say something uh, offensive. <laughs> To you because you're wearing a mask That's true and 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 scale is not that kind of crowd. people are totally fine with however you want to be. I, I would say that most people were not wearing masks, which kind of surprised me a little bit but um but a lot more were wearing, were wearing masks than I would see around town where I live but um yeah, anyway, but it was nice it was it was you know I got to talk to a lot of really interesting people um see i I saw quite a few sessions Don Marty, I went to Don Marty's session. Don was recently on the podcast talking about. Uh, the Consumer reports app permission slip, if you remember. Um, actually, I should link, hey, there's the first link that I <laughs> that I will be uh, including on the show notes. but yeah, uh, Don's talk was worth was worth watching. Uh, and so was Kyle's. And so were a lot of others, and it was a great experience.
2: I got to call but let's into talk about Kyle's.
0: Sean's head. I was about yeah. to say, let's talk about Sean's head because that was the best part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so a friend of ours uh, actually ordered it to make it happen. It was just kind of, a, I thought we were just joking in our little, you know, private chat. I was like, totally
0: joking, actually.
2: Uh, and then um, I said, well, you we can get a cardboard like cutout of Sean. And then, well, I couldn't get that into, you know, carry-on, which is true. I mean, a full-size cutout of cardboard cutout a out of a human being on a plane. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's a little impractical. But then uh, another one of our friends, I think Petrus actually said, well, I've gotten a Giant head before or something, and yeah. then provided a link, and then friend ordered it. And actually, you didn't have to take it into the plane though, because nope. it was shipped it appeared
0: magically at the hotel yeah,
2: to the hotel. Which is yes. just Bill funny. went with me to
0: pick it up. Actually. You know, it's you know, so funny. The, our listeners don't know bill sadly because uh, bill is imaginary he's our imaginary friend
2: if they were <laughs> if, if, if they were linux journal fans they would know bill
0: they would know from back in that's the day true, yeah uh, yeah point and counterpoint
2: point counterpoint and s- tales from the server room
0: yeah 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 yep. that's
2: true. and then kyle you so, brought yeah. you brought the stick and the glue that Made yes, them portable, made it
0: really. That's right.
2: Yeah. Cause otherwise you're just holding level. like a cardboard head. You need to have yeah.
1: like a sign. So yeah, yeah. I brought, yeah. then we did a little bit of craft work in, uh, yeah. Catherine's hotel room, make it, make sure that the, the stick stuck and yeah. the rest was, and now I have, and I brought them back home. I drove the scale instead of flu. And so it was very convenient for me to bring them back. So now I have Sean's heads. Yeah. Cause there they were, were two, two, there was <laughs>
2: like, were, like a backup.
0: It's a redundant head. Up. I mean, it's important to have back. Yeah. have a backup. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: We are, 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 are we looking at the real Sean now or a backup Sean? I'm just curious. We're only seeing this is a his yeah head this, and shoulders.
2: Uh, yeah. This is a normal size melon <laughs> on top of my shoulders, whereas the other one was very oversized. <laughs> so is the green dye thinning your hair?
3: I'm just wondering because that's a not <laughs> look.
2: No, if anything, it's bulking it up. I'm lucky that I have any hair oh, really? on it's, top at so all. Got something yeah. to work with there.
3: Eyebrows, yeah. would will... be Kind of cool.
0: I guess this comes out <laughs> next week someday next week but uh for for those who are not with us right this second it is now saint patrick's day and so sean is really yeah. owning that today yeah
2: that's been my my running joke when i run into people like it's the one day of the year my hair makes sense <laughs> yeah
3: it's yeah. like the broken clock that's right twice a day
2: right it's, yeah that was uh, my comparison year, was the guy who leaves christmas lights up year round you know today is the day that i look like a <laughs> yeah exactly. for
0: christmas, too. you just need like a red bow.
3: It's yeah. your headlight,
0: <laughs> and then and then it would be perfect. That's an interesting. Um, you
3: could you you could put like a batteryless light in there somewhere, and and <laughs> doesn't have to be green, but it could glow. That'd be kind of neat. <laughs> in case people aren't noticing it, it's green, <laughs>
0: <laughs> people definitely noticed the cardboard cutout had green hair. That was pretty funny. I got a lot of so this is funny. There was like a I don't know if it was a generational dividing line or um, first. I would say I. I probably could have worked the angle of the carrying Sean's head around. If you were, I were, you know, trying to promote something, I would have owned it a little bit more. But I was just generally kind of carrying it around, and I got a lot of like, what you know, people would stop me, whether they knew who, who it was or not, you know, asking what, why are you carrying around some guy's head? And then I well, <laughs> or you know, who are you carrying around, uh, Sean Powers? And I would, you know, say it's kind of a big him. deal. Of course. Yeah, I'm like he's famous you should, you on the internet. Know who he is. Like, don't you know who Sean Powers is? Yeah. And actually a lot did. Um, in yeah, fact, did. somebody actually just got, walked up to me, cocked his head to the side. Why are you carrying a giant Sean Powers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, why aren't you? Well, yeah. why aren't, exactly. <laughs> Shouldn't everyone? Um, yeah. But yeah, the, those who did not know, I definitely educated them. I uh, to <laughs> read
3: you on this one.
2: And so the funny I, thing, yeah, I mean, originally yeah. I really was hoping to go, right? I mean, that was a thing, but it just didn't work out. I couldn't go. And so, yeah, that was a consolation that I kind of got to go. And then mm. uh, made it happen. so they live streamed Kyle's talk and I could call in via cell phone mm. to ask Kyle a question in, in real time, almost real time. It was awkward for me because there's a delay in the live stream, so I couldn't quite like watch what was, it was. It was a little weird, but yeah, it was still fun. It
0: was a good question. <laughs> yeah, as I recall. Yeah, it worked out. Um, and I, as I also recall, you had to kind of bolt out before even hearing the answer, but it's recorded. Yes. So. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did. I will yeah, lead my to wife was well. also. My wife was done at work at the time I was uh, asking the question, so I just kind of asked and left. But my head yeah. was there to receive the your answer. Head was absolutely there. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. remote head. Um, it was a. <laughs> it was a fact. You
0: know, I would I would do it again next year if you're not there. So, although you really should be there, but next year. We've still got the heads.
3: So, so yeah, in terms true. of of Next I, tech content them. and stuff like that, what was your biggest takeaway or what are some number of takeaways that you left scale with that?
0: Uh, I'm getting a new 3D printer. I'm just putting that out there.
3: A new 3D that was, printer. That was probably my it's biggest a, takeaway is I'm yeah. pretty
0: sure I'm going to go ahead and order a new 3D Okay. Printer. Do you know what
2: one? Because I'll let
0: Kyle
3: elaborate more more on that. 3D printer he Sean Head. Thing. That might be kind
2: of cool. Do you, so, oh, Kyle, do you want to know my new, the one I'm going to get? I know I, I talked before about the Ender 3 V2 Neo, but that's not the one I'm going to get now. Oh. What is it? Yeah, I'm going to get the S1 Pro.
0: Okay. so Not what, the what?
2: S1 Plus. I don't need the extra size, but the S1 Pro really does seem to be a sweet I spot. I think I'm
0: going to go out, go on a limb and say I do need the extra size. So <laughs> I'm going to, I think I'm going to take your recommendation and supersize it because I like the big well, things, I suspect. I think I will.
2: Then it's the plus that you it's want.
1: Then it's the plus. I mean, that, th- their entire line, you know, for the price point, it's really mm-hmm. kind of hard to be because there's such a community around all of that stuff that what I've discovered was having um, having whatever printer you pick be supported with a good profile uh, in whatever slicing software you use makes a huge difference. I, like I have I have one um, that I used for, you know, I had a before my Ender 5 uh, that I'm using. Uh, Interfive Pro, I guess. Um, I had like a mono price, and I mean, I've had them for decades, for like a decade, right? Like, in fact, we I had people at scale talk to me about, hey, I went to your keynote on at scale on three D printing, and now I have, and it made me get a three D printer. I'm like, that was ten years ago, man. (laughs) (laughs) So cool though. Uh, But and that guy
0: recognized Sean too, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, he did.
1: (laughs) Uh, But I've been so I've been going through them for a uh, for a decade, I guess. Uh, But they were always so expensive, you know? And so for the current price point, I would say like the whole Ender series, you sort of pick what features you make sense to you or whatever. But I had, so before this, I had a Monoprice, which was another sort of inexpensive uh, brand as far as that goes. And I had, but I always had, a li- I mean, they printed fine, but I always had a little tweaking, tuning, that kind of problems with it, where you're always kind of fussing with it. And what was funny is I got this Ender 5 and when I first plugged it in, I didn't change any of my existing settings for how I sliced or how I did anything. I just sort of plugged it in and tried to use it. And it was okay. But then I went to my slicer and told it, oh, I have an Ender 5. I was like, okay, well, let me just do our default settings. And it was just sort of like perfect. <laughs> There's something about like just having all the presets exactly tuned in. Someone already did the, all of the trial and error that otherwise I would have to do. It's perfect. And so, yeah, I would just say that product line in general is great, but if you can find and otherwise, if you find one that has a good profile in your slicer, then that's another great way to go. But yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased with it.
2: What are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, they also make laser engraving adapters that you can actually put on like the Ender series ones and just replace the extruder, like unscrew it and screw on the engraver. I have mixed thoughts on that. What are your i'm
1: thoughts? i'm super nervous about doing something like that because that's a whole other that there, there's a lot of safety considerations with with lasers like we have a we have a laser engraver at work right and there's like a whole thing that we did just to make sure operationally i mean people have training it's in a section of the of the building where like stray laser fire is less likely to blind somebody <laughs> uh you know people wear glasses like there's a whole the fume fumes are mitigated that kind of thing i mean so Having one on a, a very open 3D printer that has, like, no shielding at anywhere uh, just seems dangerous. Like, I wouldn't mm. – not not to mention all of the fumes and stuff. You know, that that's the well, other consideration.
2: And I I only know because we had a kind of a side conversation about uh, laser engravers, too. But the laser engraver that goes on the ender, they're, like, low-powered diode lasers as opposed to, like, a CO2 laser. So, I mean, it's less of a safety concern, but I – and I hadn't actually thought about the safety stuff. I was more thinking like, I wouldn't want to have to like disassemble and reassemble my 3d printer to, and then recalibrate it and do all of the things just to do laser engraving and then take it back apart and put the extruder back on. It just seems like a lot of, maybe you shouldn't, fuss with it so much
1: (laughs) it what it would mean then is that you would be less likely to use one or the other function because whatever was currently on there you would you'd say do i really want to spend the however long it takes to switch it out um i mean it already sometimes is a consideration for me just switching out filament and that's really fast you know so i'm like well do i really no i guess i will go ahead and switch out from this color to this color you know otherwise i just sort of burn through the color that's already in there just because it's faster
0: so the um, the talk that inspired this whole conversation by the way was about um, was about FreeCAD. And I'm going to link to that too because you should all watch it if you're interested in 3D printing. But
2: Is this Kyle's original talk? I wanted to, that...
0: No, 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 no. So oh, this was oh, the and... the person who was inspired to get into 3D printing oh, because gotcha. of Sean's because of Kyle's talk 10 years ago gave a talk this year. Oh. And and it was I, you know, it was useful to me just to kind of kind of just as a kind of an overview of what's possible with you know X software, um, but because I, you know I went and I sat through it and I, you know and I had I wanted a new three I've had I have this tiny three D printer it's very slow it doesn't do a lot it's not big enough to do a lot hence my size question <laughs> anyway but yeah so I but I you know I I've wanted it for a while and it's just it was just kind of one of those moments where you're like ah okay fine this is this is the moment right
1: this is well the moment. And, was, and I went to that talk because I just now got, after doing this for 10 years, I just now finally decided I need to learn how to do 3d modeling. Like for the long, from now until I started, I've just been downloading other models that other people have made because there's just so many that anything I really needed, somebody has already made something and I could, you know, at most shrink it or grow it in a slicer or something, but I had no 3d modeling skills. Uh, but more recently, I actually kind of inspired by the fact I wanted my son to learn how to do this because I could tell he would really enjoy it if he got into it. So I asked the community, okay, what should a 10-year-old learn how learn on? And everyone said, try Tinkercad. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people said, well, Tinkercad, that seemed to be the consensus for a 10-year-old. And so I had to create an, in a, a parent account to allow him to use it. And then decided, well, I will I will look, you know, shoulder surf for some of the tutorials to see if he has any questions at first. I mean, so I can help him. And then after that, I was starting this project to do this. I'm on the side I'm making this little knitting clock, uh, like a clock that like knits a scarf in a course of a year and realized, wait, I, I kind of, it would really be beneficial if I could learn how to do 3D modeling uh, to make the case that this thing goes into. And so just sort of gave myself a crash course in Tinkercad. And figured it out essentially, and it's like not so bad, not not as not as uh, intimidating as I thought it would. But it was really neat to see the freeCAD talk because there's a lot of advantages to that. One, it's, it seems to be like more legitimate, like making, like like doing drafting work with it. Number one and two, it's all self-hosted on your computer, so you don't have to worry about a cloud service going out and you losing everything, which of course is a concern. So yeah, I mean, I, I learned a lot, and it makes me want to. You know, explore using FreeCAD instead uh, when I have when I have some time to to burn to you know try it out and learn it.
0: Yeah, I am, um, you know, back in the olden days before I was a big nerd, I was very into making art and such as that and um, sculpture and all those things. So yeah, for me, I you know, I definitely would want to. I, I so I guess going back a little bit, I when I first got my three D printer. It was fun to play with and download, you know, Star Wars stuff and, and print it and, you know, wait an entire 24 hours for it to print. But I kind of lost interest because it, just, it wasn't good enough and I didn't want to spend the money on a better one. And so I kind of just kind of put it on the, literally on the shelf and uh, haven't done a lot with it in several years. But I feel like if I'm going to get back into it, which I would like to, I really do want to design my own stuff.
1: So, yeah, I, I, I can recommend That's Tinkercad for, for someone who doesn't know how to do any of it as a really good entry-level way to understand at least the concept of taking three-dimensional objects and adding and subtracting them from each other mm-hmm. to make whatever shape you want. Like there a couple of tutorials and you're sort of off to the races and it's not that hard to pick up. I mean, there's definitely a more significant learning curve to something like FreeCAD, but there's also all of these advantages. There's all kinds of cool mm-hmm. stuff it can do uh, that maybe Tinkercad can't, but... I mean, regardless, either way, yeah. I, I recommend doing it. Like I said, I I resisted it for years because I just assumed, well, it's not that I couldn't figure it out. I assume that if I tried hard enough, I could figure out enough to get something going, but I just didn't really have the the thing I needed to make because all of the stuff I needed, generally speaking, there's I need a I need a phone stand. Well, there's like five hundred phone yeah, stands, yeah, yeah. you, you can know, that people subtly. have made. Um, uh, so oh, I didn't need that stuff, but, but now I had a one legitimate need and now it's sort of, it's sort of like when you get a 3d printer and you look around and you're like, oh, wait, I could print a thing to solve this problem and it's on Thingiverse. And now it's sort of like the next level of that for me, which is there are things specific to my house things. For instance, um, my refrigerator, um, is just the perfect height that the Roomba when it is cleaning the kitchen oh, wow. can okay. get stuck. Um, Mm. just, just enough. So right now we just sort of like put when we're using the room, we might put some shoes or something on it, something so that it can't get under there and get wedged under. It's just like, it's just tall enough that the Roomba is like the little sensor at the top gets kind of can get wedged at the right angle and then it gets stuck and it's unhappy and it makes noises. And, and so, but I could very now I'm like, well, you know, I could design basically like a little little bar that jets up there's two little screws down at the bottom where the, this, this is like a a counter depth fridge. So all the, it all vents out through the front. I could mount some little frame there that would basically like a Roomba bumper that would prevent the Roomba. now I'm like, well, I could actually design that and measure it. I know it wouldn't be that hard now that I've done what I did already. And so I, I, it would only take me a a couple of minutes really to design it, I think. Um, So yeah, now it's like open up all these possibilities where now I can, i like, oh, yeah, I could probably make something that around my house to solve this problem, whatever it is.
0: Do you remember years ago when you wrote an article for Linux Journal where you fixed your dishwasher because you printed um, you printed a part? Mm-hmm. And how did you do that?
1: So that was, I had no 3D modeling skills, but I happened to work at a place that had an industrial design department or mechanical design department. So there was, one per, there was a person on staff who was just incredibly skilled with drafting. And so no. he had professional, we had, we had commercial 3d printers in the office uh, mm. because uh, for that reason, because we were at that place, you know, made cases around the electronics that we were selling and that sort of thing. So there was like, you, sometimes you had the up parts. So yeah, I, I told him my need and I brought the part in and he looked at it and like pair of calipers and literally 10 minutes later, he had the, the design done. It took him no time to awesome. replicate the design. And then I took it home and, threw it into my, you know, 10 year old 3D pr- at this point, you know, my old 3D printer and it printed it and it worked fine for quite a while. Um, just like with regular plastic before the pains and strains of a dishwasher sort of wore it out a little bit, but then I just mm. printed another one. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> a,
2: a big I did deal. wonder because like your old printer probably only did like PLA. It wasn't, I mean, it's not like you could print in nylon with something from 10 years ago that was affordable, I wouldn't think.
1: Yeah, it was just PLA and ABS. And I think I maybe used ABS, but it didn't okay. matter. I think whatever I picked, um, it worked for a while, and then eventually it wore out a little bit, and then I just printed another version of it, and that worked <laughs> so, for you know another quarter, you know, <laughs> or six so, months, so and then replaced it.
3: Us muggles and newbies, what are PLA and ABS? Oh, I so there's a lot right of
1: around. there's a lot of different plastics when you're, you have a three D printer that you can choose to print, and you can mm-hmm. think of like a three D printer working like a. Imagine you took a hot glue gun. And then made an object by making a layer of hot glue and then lifting your arm up a little bit and making another layer above the, with the yeah, melted glue yeah. then it cools and it hardens and you have like a, an object mm. and 3d printers the same thing just with uh, plastic i mean i've and-
3: watched the 3d printers work so i know they're using like this you have a coil of color uh that, yeah. that feeds into it and that that's melted like with the glue gun and it goes down but yeah. but 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 the two kinds are is one but like more heat resistant the other and it's going to stand strong, up better in the dishwasher.
0: Yeah.
1: The weakest, a, there's a lot of difference. PLA, like PLA stands for polylactic acid and it's uh-huh. it's apparently made from corn sugars and a lot of other okay. things like that so it's as so far as you can as, eat it
3: when you're when you're done. Mm,
1: it's no, at least somewhat it's <laughs> somewhat environmentally friendly kind of, I guess. Um it has but, fewer
2: fumes than yeah, some of the others. So, yeah, for yeah. example,
1: ABS plastic it it has toxic fumes. And you have to sort of consider that if you're going to print with that. But, so um, th- some of the differences, like some of them are, um, you print at a lower temperature versus a higher temperature. Some of them are harder versus being more flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some plastics are that you can print with are known to shrink more than others. So if mm-hmm. you're measuring an object and you print an object at a certain size, once it cools, that plastic will shrink. It's sort of like doing pottery. Where you have to you have to factor in the fact that the kiln will shrink your pot by a certain amount when it comes out of the kiln. Same sort of thing with like say PLA is known for that, but um, PETG, um, which is a different type of plastic, that uh, which is apparently commercially commercially compostable and recyclable. Mm. Sort of like the well, if you've cool. had those compostable water bottles that are made of plastic, they're often made from PETG. PETG, um, it, it has a lot of the. Strength properties of PL of ABS, but without the fumes or anything. So I, hmm. if I needed like a, a rigid part that can handle handle some abuse. Then I, that's the other plastic I, I hold is either PLA or PETG. But the, yeah there's tons of them now, including yeah. flexible ones
2: and all kinds of other stuff. And like nylon cool. is very strong. That's why I mentioned that one. But it also yeah. requires like a really hot extruder or something i don't remember all the details but
1: yeah yeah so just depending on your printer there's all these different options but for the most part people tend to use either pla or these days petg or there's certain versions of pla that are designed to be more impact resistant or a little bit tougher that you can get that are operated at normal temperatures and stuff um but yeah yeah and you know the the prices are generally pretty decent on the plastic these days as compared to what they used to be for really nice stuff um but yeah i so yeah it's you know it's pretty it's it's certainly a nice the prices are low enough now that i feel okay recommending it to the average person who's willing to buy computers and do things and the ease of use is good enough now with these entry-level sort of printers that i feel okay recommending it to people who aren't hobbyists who want to get into the tinkering part of it because there's you know there's there's certainly more to do than with say a laser printer um, or an inkjet printer but Um, well, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know
2: if you want them to work. If you've ever had a color laser (laughs) printer, you got to like (laughs) stupid. Yeah. Fusers and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But But yeah, so
1: (laughs) it's, it's getting close. It's getting close to similar to having a print of like a paper printer at your house. As far as ease of use these days, if you don't want to do anything too crazy, you know, get some plastic, get, get one of these entry-level 3d printers and get a decent slicer and download an object and print it. And it probably work out. Okay.
2: And the slicer is a software, if you're not familiar with it. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, know. Sure. Thank I was, you. I was yeah, so slicer is so, a blade. Yeah. yeah, so
1: imagine like a, yeah, I should have clarified that. So the, imagine you have a three dimensional object and you know that the 3D printer has to print it a layer at a time. A slicer is software that takes this three dimensional object and decides how, if you were going to make that a bunch of sense. slices, what those path, tool paths would be for every layer. And it slices it into all of those layers and yeah. then sends it to the printer a layer at a time and calculates. Cool. There's all kinds of calculations. So you, if you don't want it to be a 100% solid plastic, which you usually don't, it can fill it in with, you know, material that is structurally sound, but not 100% full. There's all kinds of different options.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: so that's sort of like the main piece of software that people would use. You get a 3D printer, you get a slicer software that then they have them for every platform. And you plug it in and you make stuff. You know, and these, like I said, these days, it's a lot, it's a lot simpler. There's a lot less fiddling and tinkering if you don't want to do that.
3: So Catherine, what else at the show?
0: Oh yeah. So, well, okay. So that was sort of the, the fun, one of the fun parts. I mean, the whole thing's fun, but that was, so we were actually talking about this while we were there. Saturday has a lot of, um, the let's say hobby, hobbyist content or, or there's something for everybody. There's content for literally everybody. I, I think on, on Saturday I went to a talk about open SSF scorecards, which is very relevant to my work, but also, uh, you know, I learned about the, you know, FreeCAD. So, so there's that aspect of the show, but there's also, you know, all day Friday, you could learn literally all of the things about Kubernetes if you wanted to, there was, um, well, it, and there's DevOps days and there is a, uh, um, a lot of very let's say business oriented type of content like people that people that would would go uh, you know and learn things that they would actually use day to day in their work um so there it, the variety of content actually is a little overwhelming because there's so much there and you're like oh my god i can't believe i missed this thing i should have definitely gone to that and then they're like 18 tracks at once, or something. Okay, I exaggerate, but there's a lot going on, so it is kind of hard to choose. But you know, luckily, everything is recorded. Um, Did it yeah, rain the whole really time? Something for everybody. I'm
3: just curious because it,
0: it didn't rain it, the whole time. It was really bad on Friday, though, and mm-hmm. not so much for us, but I understand the rest of California was in
3: dire. State. Yeah, yeah, so LA didn't get it as bad as Northern California, but it was yeah, pretty, it, pretty severe. Raining on
1: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were beautiful, though. It was actually
0: pretty yeah. decent.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's what, what I liked about how,
3: yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say you. what
1: I like about how scale structures the conference. Um, they're very thoughtful about how things are timed and how things are structured. So, for instance, um, it technically the conference starts on Thursday and runs through Sunday. However, they structure Thursday and Friday with the assumption that people who are going one, it's it's you know it's very inexpensive to to register and join. It's not like some a lot of these conferences that have similar levels of content where it's like thousands of dollars to go. But second. They have the assumption that if you're going to the conference on Thursday and Friday, you were able to get off of work and there's a very good chance that your work is even sending you to the conference. So all of their sort of on the job training type tracks are on those days. So for example, they have a whole Kubernetes track or they've had DevOps tracks or all kinds of tracks like that, that are focused on sort of work related skills. Uh, They have a whole track, um, a full day on Postgres, for instance, you know, so Mm -hmm, that kind of content is on Thursdays and Fridays. Then they assume Saturday and Sunday, it's a weekend, people might be driving locally, coming into the conference from wherever, because they couldn't get off of work. Work's not flying them there and paying their way and things. And so that's when it has like just topics about everything, every kind of, I mean, they certainly have tracks for security and tracks for other interests. Um, But there's all kinds of content on those days. The other thing I like about how they structure it is a lot of other conferences, when you get out of a talk, you have to just sort of rush and run to go to the next one because they basically allow like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes in between talks. Uh, Scale has always had at least a half an hour in between talks on their schedule. And what I love about that is, as a, one, as a presenter, it means I actually have a chance of going to the talks that are before or after mine. I don't have to sort of rush um, and two, it also means as someone who's giving a presentation, I also feel good about, um, I, I don't feel like, I I feel like I can give Q&A in the hallway afterwards without impacting people's ability to go to the next talk. There's like a good long break in between talks. And this is with, I mean, huge numbers of tracks and huge numbers of talks. They intentionally enforce this gap so that people don't have to rush. They can, they can talk to the presenter. They can do all that stuff and have plenty of time to pick their next talk and locate it and walk to it.
2: So those are two things I really appreciate about it. It's that's only on the weekends, though I think because I think the Thursday and Friday, I think it's back to back. Well, because I was looking I, at the schedule, so yeah, that's just interesting.
1: Yeah, I think that's because they assume that you're if you're going on those days, you're for example, I want to be on the Postgres track, so I'm just going to be sitting in in this room all day because yeah. I'm getting yeah. full training. I'm getting like a full training day on that topic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, it's were, great. Recommended. I've been going I
1: since. Missed, but... I've been going since, so we went to scale 20X this year. It's so mm-hmm. their 20th uh, conference that they've held. And I think I started going in 8X. So yep, just kind of give you one. a sense. <laughs> yeah, I've been there every every year um, since Oh, then, was that the first so.
2: one? Was that the one that I was at too? Yeah, so we, yeah, yeah, we, to we those were those
1: all at that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we were all at 8X. And so that's how long we've been going, you know. Is, but yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been great.
0: I, I like to say this is my favorite conference that I never go to. Because <laughs> I was at ADAX, you know, yeah. and I, I actually gave a talk at ADAX because there was a, there was a, like a, it was a, a separate track or kind of build as a separate event, the women in open source.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: there was that whole thing. Um, and then I didn't go again because, well, Linux Journal, we didn't have money for travel. <laughs> and then, um, you know, uh, and then since then, when I did, you know, I, I tried to go and then, but, but, you know, COVID conspired against me and other things. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this year and i I enjoyed it actually very much in 2019 and i also went but
1: there's so this
0: is only my third time
1: there's so many people that go to that conference that go to it every year because again it's inexpensive and if you live somewhere within a drive a drive or short Mm -hmm. flight it's inexpensive to get there that it's almost like a family reunion because there's literally people that you see every year and you maybe only see them at this conference because they're all sort of going and so you just run into like, again, I've, we've been going for a long time. I've, I run into people every time, all the time, you know, we sort of go like, oh, hey, yeah, I saw you last year. What's what's changed since last year? It really is. It's that dynamic is really nice about it, because even though the, I mean, every year there they tend to be getting bigger and bigger. I mean, COVID changed that a little bit. But um, I mean, it's a huge conference in terms of attendees um, compared to some other regional conferences you might look at. But yeah. it still has like a small feel in terms of if you've been going there frequently, you run into people you recognize all the time.
0: I, I I wonder how many people were there. Actually, it seemed pretty packed. Uh, yeah, the spe- keynotes were packed. especially at, yeah at certain times, and even though it was also where, where spread was it out exactly. Of, uh, Pasadena oh. Convention Center.
3: Okay, yeah.
1: In question. some years, in some years, America's Got Talent is filming next door. There's like another. There's another oh, venue really? that's right that. that's right next yeah, door that, that there's there's often big lines of people waiting to go into America's Got Talent. Um, at the same time, it's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, the last time I was there in 2019, there was a big stunt happening right out in front. I remember we were all kind of like stopped and watching this. I can't remember what it was. I think it was somebody launching himself out of a cannon or something. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I remember that. That was kind of fun.
3: That's interesting. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when, when CES was always at the same time as, it had three letters, had A. It was the, the, the Adult it was the, Video Awards. The Adult Video Awards, right? the AVNs, yeah. I don't know what the N stood for, but it was... Uh, and, and it was this interesting confluence of them the, at the at that time. Yeah, I remember the them, same. and that was a thing.
0: And DefCon yeah. was frequently at the same time as RollerCon.
3: Oh, really? So yes, wow. at some point, you I remember being in one. Las
0: Vegas for RollerCon, and you know, trying to like you know meet up with some DefCon people, and it never worked out. But because you know, you, you have to kind of pick one in that case because it's very uh, it's uh, they're both busy conferences. But yeah, okay.
3: was DefCon always in Vegas? Yeah, never it's always time. been in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It's always
1: been sense. in Vegas, always in August, um, because time. when they first started, it was very <laughs> inexpensive to get a venue for a conference. Exactly. I think, in in off strip in in Vegas um, when he first got going. Yeah,
0: especially in the middle of the summer when it's miserable.
1: Oh, it's that's it's, the same reason I'm pretty warm, sure
0: RollerCon yeah. went to Vegas at that point at that time. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's a very warm it's conference August.
1: for people who like to wear all black
3: and no. you know God, <laughs> stand outside in the yeah. sun and. I, I went to a, a wedding once in Las Vegas, the only one I ever went to there. And it was 116 degrees, like in the shade. And
0: yeah, I on that, pavement, that, that it was weather. horrible.
3: You know, And people are wearing black, and it was like a thing. Yeah, yeah when, one leave, year... You leave I the had,
0: hotel, and it's like, you, the door's oh, open, you and it's like a walking wallop-y. into an oven. Yeah. It's like, ugh.
1: Yeah, one year I had the bright idea. You know, after the last year where I had this whole airplane nightmare, which I won't get into trying to get home and drove home instead, rented a car and drove home instead, because it's such a nightmare. Um, next year, I'm just, it's not that far to drive. I will just, I will take my RV and <laughs> and camp at an RV park, and then it'll be super easy. And I did it off, I foolishly did it way off strip too. I didn't really think about this, think oh, this wow. too well. So I was like a half an hour off strip, because there's only two places, RV parks really sort of near that area. And I picked the, bad, the wrong one to pick for this conference. So anyway, I had to drive in every day, so I couldn't just keep the RV hooked up, which meant that the RV was sitting in a parking lot baking in um, oh, August, yeah. Vegas heat. And then I would have to drive for, for the night, drive back, hook it up, and then somehow try to cool it like 50 degrees um, oh, wow. before bedtime. Uh, well, that was one problem. The second problem was that my air conditioner decided that wasn't it, it wasn't a fan of that. Um, no pun intended, <laughs> well, pun always intended, but anyway, it, so it, the air conditioner broke one night, I just remember, oh, um, and light. it was just barely maintaining like, you know, like 85 degrees, you know, inside there oh, by the time geez. it was able to kind of cool down and yeah, it just died. It just broke uh, one night uh, in the middle of the night. And so fortunately I ended up staying with a friend who had a hotel room, uh, but yeah, it was pretty rough. Wow. But then again, I didn't learn my lesson cause the next year I got a new air conditioner and, and Parked, repeated um, the, the problem. <laughs> they went to Circus Circus instead, which is on Strip and a little bit closer, and yeah, and it worked great at that point. That yeah, was that, fun. I got to see the
0: RV. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was fun. Um, that was actually worked it. out pretty just well for me. For me. <laughs> and it was also the first year that they started doing these weird room, like they would just like go and they could just go into your room and do like searches so uh, during DEFCON, which a lot of people were, as you might imagine, were not fans of. But hotels started this policy of just sort of like because it was after that shooting. And so they had this policy, we will, we can just break into your, go into your room whenever we want and scan for stuff. And so I was like, oh, sort of patting myself on the back for having a van that <laughs> they couldn't do that to, But yeah.
2: Isn't the yeah, RV cool, remember. Catherine? He actually they yeah, visited me, fun. like came all the way up to North oh, Michigan yeah, yeah. and I got I to see it that. in person. It's a really cool really. RV. It really is.
0: Yeah. If I, this is another thing, there are all these things I fantasize about having. You went from having...
2: California to Michigan? Is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Wow.
1: You know, the great, I mean, the great thing about telecommuting is that sometimes you can, you can take vacations and then have workations in between them. So you can sort of sandwich stuff and work it out pretty well where you can, you know, go as far as Michigan. I mean, we've gone everywhere in this thing. Yeah, it's, it's been great because you go somewhere and you can work from your, as long as you have internet and you're, you know, willing to spend the time, you can get all of your work done from wherever, uh, in the is all very convenient. Well, we have a space
3: anywhere. behind yeah. the house here in Bloomington, just letting you know. All it's right, not awesome. not, it's not quite level. This is, this is what's stopping me. I would have wheels, but yeah,
0: I would have uh, bought one by now. But I have no place to put it. We I live in, we in have a very some urban family. Area with, I don't. I barely have a do you driveway. have family
1: in Indiana? We have some. We have some family in Indiana. We have some reason to to head out that way. So we would just have to figure out a figure out a plan out right time. that it makes sense to go two weeks there and back. You know, so it gets. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting. Where in
3: Indiana are your, fans, are your fans? Um, um, fans? Sort of in the You're middle.
1: <laughs> sort of in the middle yeah. of indiana is what i we're sort I, of south middle
3: yeah. I, you Would know you it know it's bad. southern indiana because they say insurance and not insurance
1: yeah i, insurance. I noticed that was one difference today insurance. yeah oh yeah well that's more yeah. of the yeah they get there's more of the kentucky influence as you get yeah, into southern so they indiana call it, kentuckiana yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, as well that's yeah. the more the yeah. more
3: louisville i think
0: i say insurance oh do I? Well, you're in I texas
3: for gosh sakes so that makes sense do
0: i do I say
3: yeah. insurance? I think I do. Yeah. I had to renew
1: my insurance today. You don't say Excellent. theater though, do you? No, theater. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's more um, North Carolina. Yeah. Theater. Huh. yeah, I tend to not say any of those things. Any... Once I moved to California, I sort of dropped all of those, uh, which is a sh- my wife thinks is a shame. She thought my accent was super cute, apparently. But I moved out there and said, I can't work in tech in California um, as open-minded as everyone here thinks that they are. Uh, with the Southern accent, they're open-minded for their clicks. A point. So where, where um, you, no, they're open-minded the for click? the clicks. You know, they're like, we're mm-hmm. super open-minded for, for the group around, like everyone is, like everyone's super open-minded for people that are like them. Um, and out there, <laughs> I noticed, you know, wherever you are in the world, everyone's su- super open to their like-minded folks. So anyway, in California, I'm like, I, if I'm moving out here working in tech, it's going to be, it's going to be very difficult to get a tech job, you know, with a southern <laughs> accent. And so, uh, I so yeah, I you just from decided I, yeah. what's Where that? Are you from? Where were you I'm, from? I'm from uh, Louisville originally. Oh, Louisville. yeah. Oh, really? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Louisville. Uh, so is how you would say. Other way, if I said Louisville. I'm from Louisville, yeah. Louisville actually. you're uh, we no, not. Like, <laughs> they're like, no, you're not, Kyle. That's a lie. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I dropped the accent because I realized working in tech out here, there would be a bias.
2: Uh against really? someone with yeah and there and there totally is
1: yeah
2: i worked with uh i worked with the guy uh, at a company i won't say where but he was from boston i didn't know that until we were at an event and he started drinking and after was about it a three or four beers <laughs> he he was, was from really boston and i was like, like the... what is happening is and yeah he's like ah when i drink the beer, I get talking like you know i can't do a boston <laughs> accent but i was yeah. like i mean it was thick and amazing i'm like i mean that's a cool act and he's like yeah not if you want a job yeah (laughs) yeah apparently apparently if i get if i'm super tired
1: or um like get really upset every now and then um it will it will all come flooding back or if i if i speak to my mom or or before my grandmother passed my grandmother in particular for a long period of time if i spoke to her for an hour when i would get off the phone it was it would it would filter y'all back in for a little the bit old, like the old again.
0: <laughs> i yeah. am exactly the same way especially yeah. the tired thing when i'm tired the y'all like really <laughs> it's very y'all <laughs> yeah
3: that's a that's a that's a yeah. pan-southern thing when i was growing up in, i, I grew up literally across the r- river from new york city but everybody in new york that part of new jersey has a new york accent um and uh you know and in that part also that Sinatra's original accent, you know, was like, Hey shorty, what you drinking? You know, that kind of thing. And I, I wanted to be in radio and I did not want to sound like it was from New York. So you listen to a tape of me when I was six years old and I'm sounding like I'm going to steal your hubcaps, you know, and <laughs> um, my voice is higher well, than break and, your you kneecaps. <laughs> and so I worked at sounding like my mother is from North Dakota, you know, where they talk around and drive a Volvo, you know, like that. And, and uh, Fargo, there's the, the movie. And, and so, but I wanted to sound n- neutral, but when I hear myself now, it's actually South Jersey. South Jersey is more like Philadelphia, which is, um, you know, uh, like Jack Nicholson, well, Mrs. Mulray, I'd like to talk to you about some orange groves, you know, they're, that separate all your words and syllables and kind of grind your words out. Hmm. And that is out is out, not just out. It's a, it's a thing and And when I went to North Carolina, like there's so many different North Carolina accents back then in the mountains that say,
1: "I could just die yeah. <laughs> mm.
3: that's yeah, kind
0: you, of how I sounded as a kid. I yeah, you thin it
1: all out, and then film. you sort of like truncate the ends of all of your words so you're not thinking, you're thinking, and you're not <laughs> doing, you're doing, you know, yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah, so so I was cow
3: <laughs> had a southern Kyle. accent, yeah cow. <laughs> yeah. I like that. But you're now Kyle. For now,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm Kyle for now. Yeah, I actually ha- i have a, I have this skate video of, that I took when I was re- I was super into rollerblading, doing tricks and stuff. And so I, I filmed the skate video and got it edited on a VHS video editor. Oh, wow. You know, so you had to like advance the heads and everything to get it just right and do all that stuff. And like, you know, so um, yeah, I filmed it all with a VHS camcorder to date myself, and then got it all edited. But there's 15 year old Kyle talking on the video, and it's oh it's, wow, and the accents there for sure, yeah, the accent's definitely there. Yeah, it's funny it's, because
0: I'm pretty sure I've seen that video. I, mean, I, I yeah. I've seen a video, see and I guess video. it's that's that a, one, and I don't remember a, the accent. Yeah, we'll it's have to. It's funny because it wouldn't clue in for me it. because it would just sound like a normal kid. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll put it back on. Yeah, I will send the link personally. Hey, y'all, I'll put that on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll put it on the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know if that should be public. Let's maybe not. I have to decide
1: whether or not I want Kyle's street enema video,
3: (laughs) um, as we called it. Um, Wow, that's a special kind of graffiti right there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Street. oh my God! I am no accent stories. I'm from Detroit. Nobody ever. It's, there's just nothing. We just don't. I mean, that I could know. be. I, I thought Detroit still
3: flatten their a's. You get married and all that, but I you don't, don't have that sound. You don't have that sound.
2: I, I also think the internet's kind of ruined. Like it has regional accents has. to a point yeah. because yeah. we hear everything and kind of no just one, adopt you know, everything. Cities. It well, and, Houston me, sounds yeah. like they're
0: from Houston. What but I noticed is, is
1: yeah. when I was trying to drop the accent, like there were things I just I didn't realize I I mean, I realized I had one, but I didn't realize what made it one really. Um, because everyone else around me sounded the same, like pretty mm. much sounded the same way. Uh I mean I would I could pinpoint a Tennessee accent in two seconds, so like, ha, look listen to that guy with his big thick accent, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, uh yeah, I had a, a guy who's, he says, yeah, my name's Watt, like the color. And, and I was like, oh, wow, listen to that crazy accent. You know, and then I would move somewhere. And but anyway, it was, it was people sort of pointing out the things that I, whatever I let slip through, the, the no accent filter that I was training myself on. Uh, every now and then, something would slip through, and like, "Oh, uh, I love how you say uh, whatever it was." Like, "Oh, wait, wait, I didn't realize that. I, I didn't realize that was an accent." Okay, oh wait, I have to turn that off somehow. And then,
0: <laughs> huh.
3: it's, well, sometimes I mean, I this came I up for me because the, it because sometimes it's just the syllable that gets accented, like "insurance" rather than "insurance," or my favorite "cement." You know, you have cement yeah. in, oh, in North Carolina. Or, or yeah. "can." I don't like that. Or, or, I don't "like that." Word. Or, Uh, It's not a pecan.
1: Taco Taco Bell or Taco Bell. Hmm? Oh right. Oh, I didn't
0: know that was a thing. Wait, I I don't know how I Taco Bell. I don't know how I say it. Yeah, some
1: people say some people say Taco Bell. Bell? Yeah, that's what I do. And some people say Taco Bell.
0: I think I say Taco Bell. Yeah, I think I I put the emphasis
2: on the (laughs) the bell. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: The the insurance thing is really (laughs) bothering me. I think I say it both ways actually.
2: So and and like I said, you know, the internet's ruined it now because like I was trying to like everybody talks about you know pecans or pecans or whatever. To the point where I I don't know what I say now, I, I mm. don't remember what my natural way of saying that nut is because I've heard <laughs> and said in so many yeah. various ways talking about different like places. I'm like I don't know what one I say. I don't know anymore. Wait.
3: Well, you're yeah. you're you, you, what you just said about about is a little more like Minnesota, North Dakota. Yeah, I mean I'm and, Northern uh, Michigan. And, I think I might UP. pick that up in my and, older know, years. Yeah. yeah, you're close enough to the UP that that might be a thing. I don't know yeah. if there's a bleed over.
2: And my mom's and from the UP, so I grew up with a bit of a, you know, yeah. Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know.
1: Well, in the same thing current. with like the soda and pop, or if you're from where I'm from, Coke. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Coke. It's
0: just Coke. Yeah. It's all, all everything coke. is Coke. It's just confusing. <laughs> it's all what Coke. coke yeah. What so kind of good. Coke do you, you like, like? a Coke? coke? Sure. Know. I'll coke have a classic. I don't yeah, it's <laughs>
2: weird. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of Coke you want? Pepsi? Well, I, It's a yeah, weird one. Yeah, you want it's the kind like a, no, no, yeah, I'll have a Dr want... Pepper? Sounds great. I'd Love a Coke.
0: I'd,
2: uh. I'd, maybe you
3: guys—we've talked about this before—but um, uh, Ryan Reynolds has an ad agency, and it's very funny, and it's called Maximum Effort. And their logo is an M that looks like they put in Minimum Effort. But bef- because he's from Canada, he's from Vancouver. Their About page is spelled About. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> <I really like. laughs>
0: speaking of ryan reynolds he just made a lot of money yeah
2: he, he just he, he he made a mint mobile. yeah what did he do uh, yeah, he didn't what do him he no, got rid of him mint.
0: Mint yeah yeah mint
2: mobile he sold mobile. it oh right for like oh, 1.2 billion or something 1.35 wow
0: yeah. and he owns 25 percent of it i read somewhere
1: Man. i mean it's like aviator gin next he's gonna sell that to like whoever, and yeah. just divest of Maybe everything. he's going
2: to buy Twitter. Or who, maybe Making he's going to make a celebrity <laughs> world. Yeah, who would have no.
0: thought Ryan Reynolds would, like, yeah, who knows? He, you never know.
3: He, he breaks all the fourth walls, uh, including that one. It, it just make money. Yeah, Fun.
1: The, there's a Canadian tribute to him that I thought was, like, super touching that they, I, a, a couple years ago, like, a year or two ago, like, the, I forget what Canadian agency put it together, but it's basically, like, Canada loves you. Is essentially was the theme of it <laughs> please come, back. <laughs> well, just like come back loves you and they had some sort of video where they show they they like high production value and they just sort of like have that and they display it to him like he's sitting down wherever and they just sort of put it on a screen and watch it and i mean it's like he gets he gets pretty emotional about
3: yeah. you know i've seen wow. that too i yeah, saw his yeah, reaction
2: to that too yeah
1: yeah it's great it, it's it's great. They, they
3: probably wouldn't do it for dick hart dick hart's an old friend who is one of the guys behind Flickr and a bunch of other things he's you now he's always doing something new but he has a his blame his website is blame.ca for, <laughs> for blame canada isn't that that's isn't
0: fun. that uh the that's a south, south park, park thing. thing
3: right yeah yeah the, from the south yeah. park thing All right. i, I know we're running out of time so nice. we're about a, out of time i have, to, I
2: have a regional question yeah. though so maybe okay. the, yeah so um I didn't realize this was so very specifically regional. What do you call the day before Halloween, or that night before? That's a you know, very like, big question.
0: Is yeah. it
3: mischief night? Is it cabbage night? It was cabbage
2: night, right?
0: Wait, there up. was a there, There's a thing. I didn't it's, know it's a there a was a thing.
2: thing. Yeah, and I, kids and go out grew and do
3: vandalism the night before.
2: Yeah, really? like vandalism yeah, the night yeah. before Halloween, yeah. and and it, it's called a lot of different things. I didn't realize that Although what I have always known it as right. is very specific to Detroit and Detroit only. So I'm curious what you guys call it.
0: I don't call it anything. I didn't know it was. Wait, a thing. So, what is it in no.
2: Detroit? Uh, Devil's Night. Oh, Devil's oh. Night.
0: Well, from now on, I'm celebrating Devil's Night. Yeah, I Devil's Night. I, yeah, no, Devil's it.
2: Night. I <laughs> thought it was Devil's Night everywhere, but it's not. Did you know not. it was a thing,
0: Kyle? Is it a Southern thing I, that we I'm, just don't know about? Or I've we don't know heard about of
1: this? the phenomenon, sort of, but I didn't know it was the day before Halloween. I thought it's the it night was before. Or the night before Halloween. I thought it was like. I thought it was the night, the day of Halloween, because I thought that was the whole point of tricks it's or All treats Eve. is yeah. is that you would finish up depending on the treats with tricks and so yeah i never that's i a oh, that's strange
0: so well I and thought, also so I being from texas which thing, is basically mexico yeah. and we stole it um <laughs> we have halloween and then we have day of the dead dia de los
2: Muertos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's uh but the night before is, i mean when i when yeah. growing up in detroit right, we would us. have to uh i mean they would egg houses all all over tp i mean that's that's when teepeeing trees and stuff happens it's always on devil's night
1: weird i thought it was like for us i think it was on halloween
2: oh so i it was always the night before i mean it was like like, partially in detroit i mean houses got burned down i mean it was a serious thing so but i didn't know that it wasn't devil's night everywhere i I just learned that a couple years ago that it's only in detroit that it's called devil's night Hmm. so yeah
3: so mental so cab yeah Seven regional names for the night before Halloween.
2: Does it say there that it's go. Devil's Night only in Detroit? Cause it's uh, it's Mischief Night.
3: Well, I put in Devil's Night. So Gate Night, Corn Night. Um, Corn Night is Nebraskans. Beggar's Night is <laughs> Des Moines. <laughs> Cabbage Night is New England. Uh, New York. Devil's Night. Yeah, here we go. If you're from Detroit, you probably refer to October 30th as Devil's Night. Yeah. There you go. Huh. True put story. This in the, put this in the chat. So yeah, I guess because we already night. get our two days
0: or the <laughs> day after. So a, you can only get yeah, so amazing. many days of Halloween.
3: Yeah, there, there, is, there is a site. I was looking for that where they ask you a bunch of questions like, for example, do, is it insurance or insurance and or a cement or, or a cement? Um, that includes this question, you know, do mm-hmm. you call the night before Halloween this? And after like 20 questions, it will tell you within like 10 miles where you grew up. And what it has it's like, to do it's with like doc, it's like, a, yeah,
1: yeah, my fair lady, yeah,
3: yeah, it's like that. I mean, if, for me, it said you grew up within ten miles of Fair Lawn, New Jersey, which is like, is it a submarine sandwich or a hoagie or a grinder? You know, it's a. Uh,
2: and those are yeah. the, I think those tests are less and less accurate now because I think they I are know because... all the terms. So I'm not sure like what one I would instinctually go with anymore. Yeah. And everybody's native to the internet. I here. normally that's don't
1: use insurance. those, but I, I did one of those because my wife was like, I want to see where you, whether I can figure out. And that's the problem was I wasn't sure how to answer because it was like, am I supposed to just sort of, this was always my problem with all of these personality tests that they would end up taking is I would see them like, well, I know what they're trying to get at. And so should I, like just sort of, I guess I would just direct into the thing I want them to say about me or whatever. You know, it's, a, it's the same thing with this. Like, do I, do I say what I say now? Do I say what I said, but I don't say anymore? Like, I'm not sure, you know,
2: what to do. Yeah. Like what I might do, what I value more, what I think should be done. Yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: There's a, me, well, no. the, the, the Myers-Briggs uh, tests uh, mm-hmm. are interesting because the, the last of them, they used to call it perceiving. I think they now call it prospecting or something, but it's you're either judgmental or this other one that begins with a P. And Joyce and I tested out exactly the same. I mean, there's almost no difference to answer any question. Oh, I'm and P we could not sure. be more different in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm, I'm a P because I'm indecisive. She's a P because she's very decisive and judgmental, but she wants to acquire all the information possible before she makes up her mind for good. And it's two different st- strategic approaches to something that, one could infer to being temperamentally different, but they really aren't. They're re- yeah. But really,
2: you know. But For really me, I'm, and, yeah. I'm INTP. And so if you do the opposite I'm an letter INTP. Of each of those, that's Donna. Donna's the exact opposite of every one of oh, my that's traits. Funny. So, Yeah. INTP
0: yeah. is pretty unusual, second, My
2: second, my second yeah. X is yeah. the opposite you of, the only of other one me I know. everything. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I, yeah. I took I it took a long time. I don't remember the letters. Roll Ns. I right? vaguely remember it was like Inspector sure Guardian, whatever that means. I don't know what that. Oh, was. Oh, that's um, what is that? I like I kind of think of those like zodiac sure. signs, you know, like like okay, I'm a I'm a Leo. What is that supposed to mean? You know, like, yeah, the, yeah. Where you,
2: like identify with all of them. So look, it's true what they say yeah. about me. Oh yeah, the first thing. Oh, you're an
0: ISTJ. Oh, that's interesting.
3: Yeah, I, the first thing I heard my wife ever heard me say was, "I'm a Leo, so I don't believe in astrology," and <laughs> uh, the, the difference astrology is, in fact. Complete bullshit. Whereas, oh, yeah, because um, yeah, I'm cancer, and that's depressing. You, you actually <laughs> don't need Myers Briggs to guess at somebody else's thing. You know they're introverted or not. You know if they're intuitive or not. No, you know the, if they're the procrastinators I, the or not. Ease, you know. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I, I, the, 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 the S and the J makes sense for you, Kyle. Actually, well, I guess, but that's but it's just sort of like, <laughs> yeah,
1: you would be a Leo. That makes a lot of sense. I can see it's it's to me like when people. Where's my soapbox? Um, so, no, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. My problem with those sorts of things are not that people have fun saying like, oh, yeah, I identify with whatever thing. It's that when people use that designation then to then box someone into a trait, mm. when in many cases there's like 50, you know, they're like they're probably like five or six of these different things. And that would just happened to barely eke out in this particular test or whatever. And so. They're like, oh, you're a such and such and so and so, therefore, here's the things that you can do and here's the things you can't do or whatever. It's like, yeah, I, don't, I, yeah, I, don't I agree. It. I, don't I like agree.
2: That. But
0: I strongly identify with the INTP stuff.
2: Mine, or, I, so, sometimes
0: referred to as logician, sometimes architect, sometimes. very wrong. Yeah, I, I read it and it's like, oh, God.
2: <laughs> the T and the F. The T and the F for me, whichever those are, or I, INTP is where I am, but INFP is like close, like Mm, or... yeah
0: that's not uncommon i think yeah anyway. i'm pretty i every time i've ever taken it throughout my entire life since i was in high school i've always been intp M- yeah,
1: and of course and of course now <laughs> there's tons of these tests online but you're like it's a trap they're just it's just like a marketing yeah. thing you know
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah they actually used to give it to you and like, yeah high i'm school. also a raven <laughs> <Yeah>. or... <laughs> oh i'm a slytherin oh as it turns out, Dang. according to uh, that, a that website, <laughs> I and mean, you on the one that sorts you. I'm a Appear-
1: According to the Warner Brothers Sorting Hat, so I we we went to see all of that stuff, you know, recently, and I said, under this, apparently according to the Sorting Hat, I also qualify as Slytherin, but I think that it's random. Mine was
0: it's what was, was it? Pop- yeah, 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 that,
1: why not? Pottermore.
3: I don't know. I,
0: they asked me questions, right. and I think I might be a little evil, but it might be you know. You, you need the hat bias. to
3: tell, really. You need a special. I all mean, but also the colors are green and black right now, so. which matches yeah. my
1: terminal, so I think that's that's
0: Man fine. Makes
2: it... <laughs>
3: yeah. right. I am the. We've gone way over cool. because we're friends. I know we, we went Yeah, we've got stuff to do. I'm a campaigner, It says what the hell? Fuck is that? Sorry.
0: Whatever you want it to be.
3: Yeah.
0: Like- <laughs> On that note,
3: um, <laughs> thank you. Says- thanks all.
0: I had a good time. Uh, thanks everyone for great. listening. If you made Sorry it, it this far, so you're a hero. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope you've enjoyed our 3D printing slash scale slash personality types uh, conversation. I sure.
2: Y'all. Have. <laughs> y'all. Hey, y'all. Y'all come <laughs> back
0: now, Here. hear. Y'all think that show <laughs> It's
3: gooder shit.
0: Oh, <laughs> well,. Huh. <laughs> That's going to get us the explicit designation on Apple. I think we're okay, all two, on two, aren't we? Doesn't that do y'all say okay. she it? <laughs> okay,
2: I've got to
0: stop it. Or else we'll, I'm going to have to start beeping. Okay, thanks, y'all. Bye. Okay. Till next time. Bye. Bye.